0: Welcome. Uh, This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Matthew Pierce. And Matthew is the CEO of Versus Systems, Inc. And for those not familiar with Versus Systems, uh, Matthew, can you tell us a little bit about the company?
1: Certainly, Jeff. I appreciate you having me. Uh, Versus Systems has developed a platform, a software platform, that allows publishers and developers really of any kind of content uh, streaming media, fitness apps, games, uh, works especially well in games uh, to offer real world prizes inside of those kinds of content in exchange for or in response to or as a result of uh, that person's effort, right? So if you crush this much candy or if you kill this many bad guys or if you ride your bike 100 miles or if you get in all your steps today, uh, you can win Target gift cards or apparel or, uh, you know, food from White Castle or, I mean, any one of a number of prize types that are available and useful and valuable in the real world. It can be anything from trips to food and beverage to uh, gift cards, all, all, all sorts of different options and items that are, you know, available as a result of how well you did in the game. We've partnered with, uh HP most recently and are available in all of their Omen uh series computers, all of their gaming computers, the laptops and desktops where you can play uh, play the games on your Omen or through uh the Omen Command Center which is available on the Windows on the Windows web store. Uh you can just download the Omen Command Center and play for play anything that you're normally playing for Fortnite, League of Legends, PUBG for real world prizes.
0: So so I'm a little unclear in terms of platforms cuz you mentioned a few different things counting the steps the gaming Certainly. which I originally thought of you uh as you know, the games does it is it PC based or 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 uh player based or uh, what are the different platforms that that your platform works on
1: So we have uh SDKs that are available for uh any one of a number of outlets right uh obviously it's plugged into the HP Omen series uh, soon to be plugged into all of their laptops and desktops uh, worldwide, which is they have a, a C++ uh, architecture, a Windows 10 architecture. Uh, but we've also been plugged into iOS and Android natively. We've also done Unity games. Uh, so, if your uh, your product, your content, whether it's a vi- you know it's video content or games or uh, fitness apps, all of those will have a, you know, a stack that they're built in, and the Versus Systems, the the, the platform that powers this rewards uh, system, can be placed inside of any of those uh, architectures. We can put it into, you know, as I said, native iOS, native Android, so any of your mobile applications. But we can also put it into directly into games through things like Unity or uh, or the Windows 10 architecture.
0: Okay. So I, I would ask, you know, your addressable market, but I can already just tell it's huge because you're, <laughs> you're hitting a, a lot of a lot of areas, a lot of ground there. So we'll skip with that. And uh, how about other competition that's doing something in a similar manner? Well, rewards I think anytime day.
1: you're talking about, well, rewards are an interesting one, right? Uh, anytime you're talking about advertising, uh, particularly online, particularly in app or uh, inside of uh inside of mobile or inside of any sort of pc based architecture you're talking about you know you're talking about google you're talking about facebook we like to think that what google did for search and what facebook did for social this does for interactive media so anytime you start talking about an app or a game or you know a video interface where you're talking about Having something that you can achieve, having something that you can earn, and that can be anything from, you know, scoring this many points in a video game to, you know, getting to this level to, you know, doing all your steps, things like that. Um, but it can also be, you know, did you did you binge watch this whole show? Did you did you engage in you know did you engage with the content in a way that, you know, is was fun and meaningful and and useful for you? You can also earn you know, earn real world prizes. So, I mean, the the the, the markets start to be uh, pretty broad. When you start talking about competition, there are, I mean, of course, other advertising technology and advertising companies, as I said, Facebook and Google are certainly among them, but that moves all the way through to uh, companies like uh, Unity and Ad Colony and people that have done what they, what they call rewarded ads inside of mobile games when you're playing a mobile game and you, you're you asked, you know, watch this 30-second ad and you'll get an extra life or watch this 30-second ad and you'll get another weapon that'll help you later in the game, that kind of thing. Uh, those, those rewarded ads are worth, I mean, that's, that's a billion-dollar industry. And so there are, there are people that make those. There are people that make what they call surprise and delight sort of style engagements, companies like Keep, that do um you know you'll be on the app and suddenly you will you will win or you will earn you know a coupon or a ticket in that moment um there are a lot of different companies that are that are trying to understand the differences between interactive media and kind of classic lean back you know media that has been historically the you know the domain of commercials and banner ads and interstitials and pre-roll and all those kinds of things, which the data seems to suggest that those aren't as effective as they could be, particularly as the media becomes more and more interactive, as it becomes more interactive, those types of ads feel more and more intrusive. So that's, that's sort of the landscape. I mean, there's certainly, I mean, you can also talk about product placement and a bunch of other things as well, but we feel that the, the reward element and the choice element frankly everything that we do is opt-in which is a pretty clear distinction between what we're doing and what some other folks are doing where you know if you want to play for a prize you can play for a prize if you don't want to you don't have to and it's offered to you in this way and the choice element really draws a pretty clear distinction between what we're doing and what a lot of other like you don't you don't get to choose to skip uh, a lot of other kinds of ad experiences
0: and then your platform is ready for market now, correct? Or do you have more of a build it's in to go? It's in market. Right. But um, it's built out in and, and, and your marketing. And, and for how long, I guess, then have you been out marketing it?
1: Absolutely. Well, we, uh, we had a couple of uh, test runs of it uh, last year in a game called NASCAR Heat Mobile, put out by 704 Games, which is a great game, and obviously NASCAR is a you know, a, a name that people know very, very well, and that work actually is what led HP to call us and see if they could put, you know, see if we could put our platform inside of their uh, PCs and consoles, or PCs rather, and laptops. And uh, and we we worked on that deal for quite a while, and we rolled that out in September. So we've been in market with HP since September. In various okay. other forms, we've been in, and we're in. The the Men in Black mobile game, we're in a couple of other mobile games, and we're in you know, the HP setup as well.
0: Okay, so just in the – fair to say just in the last few months is when people could see it where it's starting to hit the market? Yes, that's great. Okay, and, and so do you know at this point where your low-hanging fruit is, where you guys would win out the most? Do we know at this point? Can you – can you repeat that? Well, when, uh, where your low-hanging fruit is, you know, when you're competing against other forms of advertising, where where do oh, game, you guys shine? Is
1: certainly, gaming is certainly uh, a space where we shine. I mean, obviously, anytime you talk about rewards and achievements, we call them win conditions. So anytime you say, you know, in order to win this trip to the League of Legends World Championships in Paris or in order to win this T-shirt or this hat, um, in order to win this item, you have to, you know, win this race or, you know, finish in the top five or, you know, clear your lane or, you know, get this many kills or, you know, as I say, crush this much candy, that type of thing. Um, those, those lend themselves very, very well to video games. It lends themselves to casual bubble games. It lends itself to, uh, to console games. It lends itself to PC games. Like, those are very clear achievement and reward and choice based architectures that are that fit you know sit flush with what we're trying to do right we believe that people people love winning things like the reason that this is the most exciting technology that i've worked on you know in my career is that it's based on sort of the fundamental truth that people love to win things and especially if it's you know it's free to play it's choice based pick what you want to win try to win it and if you you know keep trying and win it right like we've had people play for you know over 20 hours to win a hat. We've had people play you know dozens and dozens of times not because the prize itself was necessarily super valuable. Like there have been several prizes where I was really surprised at how much commitment there was but because it was unique or because it was unusual or because it hit a certain note with that audience it really resonated and the only way to get it was to win it. That starts to be kind of a cool way to you know, it's a cool way to engage. It's a cool way for the brands to engage with their fans. It's a cool way for the games to get new, exciting content in, and for the players, it's it's fun to win. It's fun to to know that you have won. It's fun to know that you earned something. Yeah. And you know, it, it works for everybody in the chain. So,
0: I mean, that's, so for the for the Versus Systems uh, shareholders to win, is this anything here proprietary?
1: Absolutely. So. Well, there's a couple of things. It's, we have IP uh, that we've been filing since 2015, which doesn't seem like a long time ago, but in this industry is kind of quite a long time ago. Um, and we've had some of those patents granted. A lot of it has to do with what we call dynamic regulatory compliance, so being able to account for uh, state, federal, international, you know, province by province, state by state, country by country law around sweepstakes or around privacy or around, you know, advertising law and sweepstakes law and in some cases gaming and gambling law, like it's a, it's a quilt of legal and regulatory madness. And we can do this at scale by isolating, you know, the prize, isolating the win condition, learning what type it is, you know, have there, there are a bunch of characteristics that go into this, but being able to only serve up to the players things that are both relevant to them and also that they are eligible to win by function of who they are and where they are. That's where a lot of the IP lives. Because it's not like nobody knew that people want to win stuff. Of course people love winning stuff. Sweepstakes have been around since the dawn you know, since the dawn of advertising, right? And and even you know, and, and for as far back as, as we can remember, right? Being able to do sure these types of, you know, you win stuff, you get a laurel wreath on your head, like is thousands of years old at this stage. That's not the issue. The issue is how do you do it? How do you do it at scale? And how do you do it in such a way that it feels that it is personal, right? That it's related to your effort and your energy, particularly in a single player game. You know, we can do single player games, we can do tournaments, we can do multiplayer. So it's not just, I mean, we love eSports. eSports is great, but eSports tends to appeal to the, the participation in eSports tends to appeal to the small fraction of people that have a chance to win, right? And for us, since we can do single-player achievements, you know, anybody can win.
0: Okay. Now, are you doing this just in the U.S.?
1: Right now, but we're about to roll out into, uh, into Europe in Q1, and then we'll be in uh, China in 2020 as well through both through the HP relationship and through uh, – we recently just signed on with iClick, who is a digital media agency uh, largely working with uh, Chinese consumers who are going to be um, – as soon as, as soon as it's available in, in certain kinds of content, we will be working with iClick to put prizes into the content for that, for that
0: market. Okay. So generally, to advertise to nationals, you, you need a certain scale – uh, are, are you getting that by default by going after these large games that you're incorporating in, or, or do you have the scale yet that you need?
1: The scale is is comes through the the games as you say, and having a couple of the big, heavy hitting games uh, certainly helps. Having HP as a partner certainly helps with starts right to scale. I mean, they have millions of desktops and laptops. That's certainly very important. And then, as I said, you can download the. Home and Command Center now on the Windows 10 store and put it onto any PC. So um, that certainly helps with the scale. And you're right. I mean, it's going to be a story of, you know, lifting up the number of customers and then lifting, you know, lifting up the number of customers, lifting up the number of viewers, the number of players through the content partnerships. And then when you've got enough players and customers and uh, viewers that really want these prizes, it becomes quite a bit easier to go and talk to uh, brands. Now we've worked with White Castle and with VRV. I mean, you've got a couple of uh, name brand companies that we've, you know, we've been fortunate enough to work with and use their prizes. Whether it's Bombas socks or Utomic or or others that have seen the the potential here and seen the promise. And you know, we're really looking forward to a whole lot more of that in 2020.
0: So what are some of the the drivers? Um, Do do you need a hit game? Does that help a lot? Or, Or what other tailwinds do you have?
1: We like the rise. I mean, the rise of games is obviously a huge tailwind. Not that it needs too much more rise. I mean, you start talking about a billion players that play on a regular basis at this point. So, I mean, with hundreds of millions of gamers that are eligible for this kind of thing, you've got potential, you know, scale at that level. We like... Um I think a lot of it is awareness. I think as people change from a mode where you're expecting to hear a commercial every 7 minutes in your television show into a world where there are just different kinds of ways to access uh content and different delivery mechanisms to get that content, you start to see the power of the you know the 30 second ad erode down to a point where you know only 3% of people actually watch ads all the way through. Um, And you start to see the rise of other platforms, right? Because it's not like the brands have any less of a need to be seen, right? People need to be able to interact with the content. People need to be able to to see, you know, new brands that come up and and they need to be reminded of brands that they already know, especially when new products come out. I mean, the need for advertising hasn't eroded at all, right? Like the growth of advertising is, is still very well documented, even when, you know, the efficacy of a particular ad type starts to wane. And I think that we can be another, uh, another outlet for that. And you've watched, I mean, two of the biggest, we've already talked about Google and Facebook. I mean, th- those aren't just two of the biggest companies in the world. They're, they're the two biggest advertising companies in the world. And I mean, that's how they, that's how they make their money. So there is, I'm, I'm not worried about advertising going away. And then, you know, just the growth of personal devices and the expectation. It's not just the technology that enables this, right? Like it's not just the tailwind that you get from macroeconomic lift like the rise of gaming. There, there are all kinds of psychological, there are all sorts of expectations and user behaviors that are tailwinds as well, right? We, we now expect our, uh, any of our media engagement to be personal. We expect that stuff to be based on stuff that we have you know, to be based on factors that we have inputted, whether it's we've chosen to give them our location, or we've chosen to opt in for a particular, you know, experience. That kind of choice, that kind of opting in, that type of location-based service that's now very easy to deploy. I mean, those have created an expectation in every audience of a personal, um, of a, of a personal experience, and so you know, personal experiences, lifting up of, you know, improved technology, including 5G. Like you start talking about being able to do high bandwidth back and forth interactivity that's enabled by increased bandwidth. So you've got a technology tailwind, you've got a user expectation tailwind, you've got rise of gaming tailwind. I mean, there's some really, really nice um, forces at work here. We're very fortunate to have this product now and, Kind of at the right at the right time. It's the right product at the
0: right time. So so when we see a rewards based ad game out there, um would we know it was you necessarily? Does it say powered no. by versus systems or, or, or you're invisible to that?
1: As frequently as possible it says powered by versus systems. So I like uh you know we we you know obviously the brand would help, you know, helps to sell and helps to put it out in other places, but we're also fine if nobody ever hears about us, right? Like, we think it's the right product, and to the extent that a content partner that we're working with wants to white-label it, that's fine. Um, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we do uh, internally, we'll say, you know, powered by Versus Systems, we're going to be rolling out with a mobile application in the spring that will be powered by Versus Systems and have that, as part of the branding but um in general it can be it it's what it's what the content partner needs i mean our our approach is you know did we make the game more fun because if we made the experience more fun if we made the video more fun if we made the the game more fun then we've done our jobs we've done a good job and there's significant amount of data at this stage that suggests that people prefer playing for rewards you know they play hours longer per week they play you know 34 percent more than somebody that doesn't have rewards available to them that you know the people play more they play longer they're they're engaged more they're and that's that's our north star right like yeah. can we get people to fall in love with this game even more than they've already fallen in love with it like that's that's the win for us because all the other stuff is a trailing indicator
0: Okay, so so how do we make money here? What, what's your revenue model, and what, is your sale one where they're first, you know, when you get a sale, they're first testing it before they, for the, before they roll it out?
1: That's a really good question. The answer is the answer to the second question is yes. The answer to the first question is uh, it, it operates very similar to uh, most. Um, it operates very similar to most advertising techniques that you'll see, where it's. Uh, cost per engagement. It's cost per click. So for every person that tries to win a prize, for every person that uh, makes an attempt to, you know, win these cheese sticks or this T-shirt or this, you know, ha- this set of headphones, that that's when we um, that's when we charge. It plays a little bit like a CPC, uh, where it's a cost per click. There's also we also have the functionality to be able to do um sort of affiliate sales model like when when the person then comes into the e-commerce store on a you know on a code that they've gotten through winning on one of our on one of our games there there are ways that we can attribute a portion of the sale so it'd be a little bit of a CPA also but mm-hmm. the CPC piece is the base and very well known uh Business model and it's transactional and it's just a matter of you know how many people tried to win your tried to win your prize, how many people clicked on your prize and ultimately they click on it on average between five and eight times per engagement because they want a little more about it. They they click on it, you know, they start reading about it, they start getting excited, they engage with your brand quite a bit in our model um, from the time that they. Start basically shopping to try to figure out what they want to win. To the time that they actually walk into the store and redeem it, is a pretty. Um, they get a lot of touches, and the brand affinity is very high, and the brand recall is very, very high. And that's all a function of just feeling like you earned a thing that you chose to try to win. And so the business model is is purely transactional, and is based on. You know, it's just it's volume.
0: Mm-hmm. No, how many, how many um, people cared enough to try to win? Do you do you um, disclose how many trials you're in?
1: Um, we don't. Um, but to your to your to your second question, what you've what you've seen to date has been largely uh, test test runs, test accounts, like mm-hmm. the you know we'll get X thousand codes of this particular prize, or we will give away for the more durable prizes, for the stuff that is a little bit more uh, expensive and is a little bit more prestigious, you know, you start talking about giving away one a day or two a day um, instead of giving away one every time somebody tries to win. This The distinction typically is drawn with um, smaller priced consumables, uh, things like White Castle cheese sticks um, and, you know, bags of, bags of chips and things that are sort of consumable and, uh, energy drink, things like that. Those are kind of one-to-one, you know, anybody that wins one gets one kind of a thing. And then there's another set that works a little bit more on a sweepstakes model. And these are things like tickets to events, or uh, we did, we've done tickets to NASCAR races. We've done um, trips. We've done uh, more expensive items, being able to do, you know, headphones and, and displays and, you know, some of the, some of the HP, gear that you can get, gaming mice, gaming headsets, things like that.
0: Those okay, tend to be those, more in
1: a, in a sweepstakes model.
0: And those doing tests with you um, are more moving forward than not? Can you quantify that at yes. all? Yes. More
1: are more moving forward than not.
0: Okay. The, the
1: data's been really, really rich. I mean, it's, it's a – I'll give you an – so an example. The return on investment, the return on ad spend, the, the ROAS is the the marker here, uh-huh. And that's, it's usually a very hard thing to assess, right? It's very hard for me to say, okay, I put up this commercial and in this area, it's then hard for me to say how many people then went out and bought a Coke, right? Sure. Whereas for us, I know who won it and where they won it and when they won it. I know what they chose and what they didn't choose. So I know, you know which one they wanted to win. Then I know where they went to redeem it. You know, and when they redeemed it. So as, as one example, we had a, a QSR that we worked with, a quick service restaurant that we worked with that was giving away um, a side item, right? And the side item is uh, you know, relatively inexpensive from a cost perspective. And 36% of the people that won, 36% walked into the restaurant. So normally they're averaging about one half of 1%. Um, so when you think about when you get a coupon in a newspaper circular or when somebody hands you a yeah. you know, free cheeseburger kind of thing, think about your own behavior. Like how many times have you actually then been like, all right, I'm going to go. And, it's, and it goes from, you know, one half of 1% to 36%, like all of those people then, you know, a huge percentage of those people then walked in to, to the restaurant and almost all of them got a Coke and almost all of them got a, you know, like the, the average ticket, on this, you know, functionally less than $1 item, you know, netted them about $6 at the register. So you start talking about after you pay us, after you pay the cost of goods, you've still got a three and a half X ROAS, right? It's not like 20% lift. I mean, you're getting, you're getting X's of, of lift in one engagement to say nothing of the fact that if they enjoyed that experience, they'll probably come back, right? Some percentage of follow-on, um, sales can be attributed to these types of campaigns where you 're like, "I want people to be aware of my restaurant, I want them to come into my restaurant now they know where it is now they've bought here before you know that's a very well known um you start talking about lifetime customer value that's i 'm talking about
0: getting return on ad spend on the
1: on the very first try
0: yeah and it, so, it sounds like uh, you know with with data like that, you should be getting some uh some very good traction. Now, the data
1: that we, that kind of data is the kind of data that's coming in now. And to your point, like you you see that start to grow with the number of users and you see those cases start to increase and you see those people start to come back. And now we start talking about 2020 as a year where, you know, stuff really starts to hit.
0: Okay. All right. Well, before we go, is there anything else that uh, you want to leave us with?
1: No, I think I think you you've you've isolated a lot of the big issues for us. I mean, it's it's something that we're really really proud helps all the all the people in the chain, right? The players love it because players can win stuff that they like. The brands love it because you know players are you know clicking on their prizes, really wanting to win their prizes. The the brand recall's great, the brand affinity is great, the the return on ad spend is great. And the content companies are seeing this as a way to keep you know keep players playing and keep people watching and keep their stuff fun and fresh and engaging even you know years after the content has been in market so it's a, it's a cool way to interact with it's a cool way to interact with your players if you're a content company and for us if we're doing a good job of making the game or the experience or the you know the app more fun then that's going to keep us around a really long time
0: sounds good okay well thank you so much uh for sharing the versus systems uh, story